welcome to another episode of Silver Screens and Politics. My name is Brett Stewart, and as always, I am joined by my wonderful co-host, Dominic Chikoki. How are you doing? In a country where anybody can be president. Anybody just did. Is that really on the back of the list? It's the tagline IMDb. Oh, I love it. <laughs> the movie we're watching this week, keep in mind that this podcast is all about delving into political films, often political films that portray real political figures, and we delve into their authenticity, their accuracy, whether or not they portrayed those figures well, whether they portrayed them accurately, and more so whether or not they're good or bad films. And we've certainly had a lot of bad films, especially in recent weeks, but now we turn our gaze to 1993. And the pre- the movie about a president that wasn't a president. <laughs> very interesting. If you look at, if you listen to the very end of the movie, apparently Dave or Dave's president man was president forty four. Yeah, so he was Obama. And then the the vice president became forty five. The Trumpsters. But it's Ben Kingsley. But it's Ben Kingsley. Uh, So Dave came out in 1993 to avoid a potentially explosive scandal when the U.S. president goes into a coma. An affable temp agency owner with an uncanny resemblance is put in his place. This was a film that was nominated for an Oscar. For the screenplay. For the screenplay written by Gary Ross. Who was, uh, who was a delegate for Ted Kennedy and also on the Dukakis campaign. Really? He wrote speeches for Dukakis. Wow. I wish Dukakis was Dave. I love Dave. <laughs> now, now I feel like we should preface and say that this is our first like film that is just... We are, we are watching this because it's a political movie about a, a fake political yeah. person that... There's, there's no historical ba- basis for anything in Dave. But it deals with the presidency. And it aspects does. of it that would be kind of accurate in a way. Yeah, it fills my heart with joy. <laughs> it's it's a thing about presidents. It's a thing about presidents, and Kevin Klein is in it, and that counts, so, right? And Sigourney Weaver is in it. She plays the wonderful, uh, very salty Hillary Rodham Clinton. Hillary Rodham Clinton, and she is married to President Bill Clinton. Bill Clinton. <laughs> She's married to President. Uh, David, nope, 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 his name is Dave. Bill Mitchell. Bill Mitchell, and her name is Ellen Mitchell. Okay, like, my theory, as I was saying before the show, is that this is 93. This movie, okay, I was reading that when they were shooting this movie, Clinton got elected. But if this movie had come out two years later, everybody would think it was about Clinton. Because Bill Mitchell, I don't know why I need to say his voice in that voice. It's just, but, like, everything from, like, the dynamics of um, Bill Mitchell and his wife, how they don't talk to each other, and how he sleeps with a lot of women, apparently, has a lot of, like, you know, people, you know. And just, like, his affableness and his, you know, he's ostensibly a Democrat, I think, in the movie. Yeah. It seems, he seems to be a Democrat, even though when he unveils his grand scheme to just get people jobs both democrats and republicans are like what is this guy doing so i'm just like i really i like this is almost like future telling i think it 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 like the whole thing revolves around a, a big affair scandal right and there's like that big you know oh it's a big s- scandal it's gonna impeach the president and it doesn't Instead, he just fakes his death. Is it possible for a body double to be good enough? Because to, 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 give, to give our listeners a little bit of foundation for those who have not seen Dave, keep in mind we are going to get into spoilers of Dave, is that the president is having himself a nice little affair. He collapses on the girl, the secretary. Mm-hmm. Again, kind of prophetic. Laura Linney, uh, of all people. <laughs> Laura Linney. And, uh, and he collapses on her mid-orgasmic pleasure. I don't know why I need to say it like that. He probably, hopefully, he finished. Hopefully, I don't know. I, ah, <laughs> Kevin Klein, and and then she's all like, "Oh my God, Mr. President, what's wrong? You just had a stroke." And then they go and they wheel him down into like Area Fifty One <laughs> underneath the White House, and they go and they get Dave, a guy who runs a temp agency, looks exactly like the president, and gets hired at car dealerships to impersonate the president while riding pigs. It's a really weird interpretation of the Prince and the Pauper. <laughs> And it's like, and Dave is popper, so popper, whatever. right. Dave is so lovable, so lovable. He's like, he's so lovable. I know I would hate him in person. Oh, for sure. I would hate this guy. He's too optimistic. He's, like, a, he's a Frank Capra hero. 
Yeah, we were talking about that in the pre-show. This is a movie that the ghost of Frank Capra was looking down on, and he was like, that's some good filmmaking there. Oh, Because sure. it's about a scrappy young lad that goes into the machine and doesn't realize that the machine is working against him actively, and the machine actively hates him, and still believes in that optimistic, young, good American boy goodwill that he can solve the machine and fix it and do it with a pen and paper. Uh, it, basically, this could have been Jimmy Stewart. <laughs> Actually, really could have like the cast could have been pretty much the same. Yeah, I would that would have been fascinating. I mean, obviously he he's a bit he was a bit older by then. I think he might have been dead by then. But if you had somehow had forty Jimmy Stewart in this movie, it would be have great. It'd be awesome. Is Gurney Weaver still would have worked? Franklin Gell still would have worked. <laughs> what about like old Jimmy Stewart and young Sigourney Weaver? I'd buy it. I'm down the climb with that. That's basically just the Trump presidency at that point. So. Ooh. What? There's like a 40-year difference there. We should know that this movie is directed by Ivan Reitman, famous director of such movies as Junior, Twins, Legal Eagles, Ghostbusters 1 and 2, Evolution, and No Strings Attached. <laughs> no Strings Attached. Uh, he was producer on all those, though. No, he directed those. Oh, he directed them as well? The IMDb lists producer as the first credit and those little uh, flash hot spots i think no strings attached is really where he found his stride honestly he also did my super ex-girlfriend great movie of course okay right on so dave has all of the trappings of a really bad movie and what i mean by that is like and let me explain is that it's it's cheesy it is predictable Mm -hmm. it is uh performed in a way that almost feels like it's parodying itself at times uh the casting is even almost somewhat predictable it's so parody-esque in when dave meets bill and you could so clearly tell it's the same actor but all of the and, and, and then well, on that's top kind of the of point that, well it is kind of the point well that's what i'm getting to is then on top of that then you have like the evil mischievous henchmen the chief of staff and the deputy chief of staff which are working to install the chief of staff into the presidency with this elaborate scheme that would never actually work and they're so like cartoonish in their in their maniacalness and all of that screams terrible movie but it works. Yeah, like I kept noting, like this is a very formulaic script, but the performance and the way it's done really sells it. It's like a, so, like a Frank Capra movie, right? It's so heart fillingly lovely, and uh, heart fillingly, it's heart fillingly. Uh, my favorite scene in this movie it will always remain my favorite scene because of how incredibly stupid it is, is <laughs> when he decides he needs to balance the budget in order to keep a homeless shelter program. Mm-hmm. So he shows up at a cabinet meeting with a pen and paper and starts doing no, mental math. Don't, don't forget who he, who he talked to before that. He brought in his friend from the temp agency. Right. He brings in his friend from the temp agency to help him balance the federal budget. <laughs> And then he goes. And then he goes. This staff meeting. Right. He goes to his, uh, you know, the uh, the cabinet meeting. Yeah. And and has this great exchange that is just so un. It's so human, and it's so unlike anything that would ever happen in Washington. Oh, for sure. (laughs) Where, like, for example, this one, uh, (laughs) I think it was the you know deputy of the interior or something says, uh, you know, we're 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 putting money into this fantastic program. It boosts consumer confidence and previously purchased vehicles. And you know, Kevin Klein looks at him. He's like, so what you're saying is we're spending money to make people feel good about a car they already bought. Now I'm sure that's important, but do you want to tell that kid he has to sleep on the street? Because we're doing that instead. No. And he's like, no, I sure don't, Mr. President. And there's like another one where where a guy is paying contractors in order to do governmental work that is not getting done. So they keep paying their contractors on time, but the contractors are running late. And Kevin and Kevin Klein, I'm going to keep calling him Kevin Klein, but Dave, Bill Mitchell lookalike, is like, well, why don't we put it in a savings bond? <laughs> It's literally Frank Capra. Yeah, I love it. I love it. He's like, let's just put it in a savings bond. And then the guy's like, well, that wouldn't work. And he's like, yeah, it would. And and he starts adding it up on paper, doing mental math. He's like, carry the zero. And he is able to (laughs) raise enough money to maintain his homeless shelters, which, again, is just not how the federal budget works. But I love it. And it's just like something like, I love the scene. One of my favorite scenes was the homeless shelter scene where he goes... And it's him and like the actual first lady, and they go. And he's like, "Oh, there are all kids here." Like, yes, kids are homeless too. Pew pew. <laughs> <laughs> and then like they had like the usual photo op, and then there's always the one kid who's playing by himself, and of course Dave goes over there and goes, "Oh, what's wrong, Billy?" 
What's wrong, Billy? And he's like, oh, you know, I'm, 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 a, like, I'm a kid. I'm almost I'm alone. I don't remember what he says. <laughs> I'm almost I'm alone. That was the exact three lines. I'm a kid. I don't know. I'm homeless and alone. <laughs> <laughs> and then, you know. <laughs> Oscar. Oscar contender. <laughs> and anyways, Dave starts having a moment. All the photographers are there ignoring the first lady to get the photo op. And he's like, no, guys, go away. Yeah. He's so human. And she's, she's mad at first because he's stealing the moment. But then she sees that he's genuine. Yeah. And her heart turns. I know. Because she starts to get... Like feelings for her newfound fake husband. And she's like 50% sure at that point he's fake. Yeah, because apparently she believes there are multiple times at which she could have figured out he was fake. Uh, A, when she says she found out, which is when he was checking her out and looking at that that leg. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then there was uh, another point where she bursts in after the homeless shelter and catches him in the shower to yell at him. And he thought for sure that would be the moment when she would find him out. Because, I mean, you know. I'm sure Kevin Klein's dick doesn't compare to Kevin Klein's dick. <laughs> Could that be the title of this episode? Kevin Klein's dick doesn't compare to Kevin Klein's no, dick. No, the, the correct is I'm sure Kevin Klein's dick doesn't compare. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's beautiful. I love it. And uh, and eventually she tricks him when she's like, do you remember that time in the state legislature when you did those wonderful things? And he's like, boy, sure do I. <laughs> he's like, you would never in the state legislature. Gotcha. Yep. <laughs> Jokes on you. Um, and then he takes her down to Area 51 where she finds her husband in a coma. I mean, that's a that's a valid like thing that would happen, though. Like She's like, okay, I've confirmed you're fake, so where's the real guy? Oh, yeah. like that. That is actually like makes sense though i don't know if there's like a place underneath the white house there's, i mean i know there's places underneath the white house mm-hmm. there has to be right but do you think there's like a area 51 bunker why not i mean there's like oh yeah johnson uses stuff all the time oh yeah that's the secret passageway that just inexplicably gets them like like 15 no like at least two miles away from the right. from the white house so merging like, in some tr- random garden right so they had like trudge through like like rat infested like sewers for like two miles in order to get out of there my i think my other my other like i'm always interested in movies that have a concept like this and they actually like play with it right so i love the scene where they get pulled over because he made an illegal (laughs) left turn right and he looks like the president he has the actual first lady in the car and the cop pulls him over and he's like oh you look like he's like oh yes we're both impersonators Instead of saying we actually are, right? Because he has his real ID on him for some reason. Oh, yeah, he does have his real ID on him. Which is stupid, but actually, yeah. I, uh, I'm going to get to that in a second. Okay. And then they just start like doing a performance, and he's like leading her on into just singing Tomorrow from, the, from Annie or something. Yep, Annie. And she finally gets into it, and it works, because why else would that happen? If they weren't genuine about it. Right. The cop's like, are you okay? The so cop's like, I'm not going to give you a ticket. You need to save all the money you have. Because <laughs> if they say, they tell the cops it's their full-time job. Now, well, let me just let me just talk about the one thing I really wanted to, that really bothered me. Okay. So they gave Dave this job, right? Yes. They told him like, you can be here for like a month or whatever. They don't tell him anything about the guy's life he's replacing. They don't tell him anything. No, they really don't. God damn <laughs> Brett's beer is spilling again for the second time. I'm okay. <laughs> <laughs> How come it gets all bubbly, Dom? <laughs> That's your problem. Use your sock. Gosh dang it. Use, Use your, your, <laughs> your wonderful socks. <laughs> Are we just rerouting back to my wonderful <laughs> socks episode two? Okay. Uh, <laughs> what were you talking about as I was like, like plastering my mouth over a beer cup? <laughs> Beer bottle. Be bottle. serious. <laughs> um, that they give this guy this job. They tell him. Oh, nothing. they tell him nothing about his life. Right. Nothing about his life, his wife's life, his accomplishments as a person. Like, Dave knows nothing about the guy he's replacing, like, even like in general like terms. You know. But apparently, he seems to be a big fan because he knows the guy's convention speech by heart, and he he impersonates him as an actor would. So right. you would think he'd do his research. And they explain to him in great detail the way, or at least, like, eighth grade political science detail of, like, how <laughs> how the chambers of the house work and who is the, sitting in his, you know. I think I saw this movie in my sophomore government class. I don't remember if I saw the whole thing, but I, I started getting memories of that. Really? Yes. I love it. It was this and Mr. Smith Goes to Washington we watched. 
Good picks. Basically the same movie, yes. but good picks. Uh, but like, I'm just perplexed. Why they didn't? I decided. Oh, yeah, we're just going to write it that he doesn't learn anything about the president, even though that should be his job, both before and after he's the official president. Well, he becomes bewitched by the beauty of Sigourney Weaver, and that's the only thing that keeps him on. That's the only thing that keeps him on as president. Uh, no, but like, there's so many like idealist points in this movie. It's kind of stupid if you, if you think about it. Like he what, has the these movie great, or no, Dave. Dave. Oh, Dave's kind of an idiot. Yeah, like he has all these great ideas, but he doesn't do square one of his job. <laughs> but he has like moments where he's like making her a sandwich, and he's like, "Did you ever believe in the good in the world?" <laughs> or like he'd say that. <laughs> you know that speech that like. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna derail here a little bit. You know that you know that speech at the end of the two towers when Sam is talking to Frodo and Sam is like, "There'll be a brighter day, Mister Frodo, where the sun will shine through the clouds, and the good will wash away the evil, because there is good in this world, Mister Frodo, and it's worth fighting for." Thank you, Tolkien. Yeah. Peter Jackson. Do you remember that? And then like Faramir sees them and he's like, wow, that was really powerful. I'm going to stop holding you as a captive. <laughs> uh, I want that speech to be in Dave. It's like it's like you know Tolkien has like has made up his own language of Elvish, and then he names the mountain Mount Doom. Mount <laughs> 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 Creates inc- intricate backstories and cultures, and then he makes a whole book series about one ring, about one ring in Mount Doom. Oh my gosh! But I feel like I could watch Lord of the Rings with Kevin Klein's Dave playing Sam. Maybe not Frodo. Either one. But I don't want both. him to go bad. I haven't played both. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. Bill Mitchell. Bill Mitchell is Frodo. Sure. Because Bill Mitchell turns good in the end, even though he never did, but fake Bill Mitchell does. So Bill Mitchell is Frodo, and he is tasked with the duty of being president, a.k.a. carrying the ring to Mordor. Oh, God. And Sam, <laughs> his comrade, his good friend, his gardener. Is this Ben Kingsley or Franklin Gala? Not clear. I thought it was also Kevin Klein. They're both Kevin Klein. Okay, they're but both. But that's Kevin. Dave. That's okay, Dave. That's Dave. So Bill Mitchell is Frodo, and then Dave is Sam. Okay, and okay, Dave is the one okay. that has to carry him to the mountaintop at the very end and help him throw the ring into the fire. This actually kind of works. So Sauron is Dave Langella, then, Mister Chief of Staff. Yeah, sure. <laughs> <laughs> you, you probably peaked on that. I think I, think I peaked at like the moment I was like. <laughs> uh, <laughs> anyway, anyway, this is good. <laughs> Can we talk about, like, the best character introduction of the movie? Yeah, sure. The last, like, 20 minutes of the movie, finally get to meet the vice president. Yes. And it's just, like, he's been on Africa for most of the movie because they're like, listen into Africa, <laughs> and then we'll pop a scandal on him, because why not? <laughs> right. Because because the, the the plan of Chief of Staff Franklin Gala is that they're going to have Dave, and then about a month from now, they're going to have the president have another stroke and kill him. Meanwhile, the vice president will be, by that point, impeached for the scandal when he was away in Africa. And then, before that, Dave will appoint Chief of Staff as vice president. Then Dave will die. And then Chief of Staff will be president. Right. That's how that works. (laughs) (laughs) I was a senator, you know. I was a senator, you know. He's Nixon. Um, And so that's how that works. Yeah. And so... Yeah, he shows up. But then Ben Kingsley shows up. And Ben Kingsley is the only actor, I think, alive who could play both an Indian man and a, and a white man convincingly because he is both. He is, right. he is half Indian, half white, and he can do both, which is really interesting. Yeah, and it's a great character introduction. Like, starts mm-hmm. playing the African music and, like, slowly scrolls up from his feet. Mm-hmm. He's got the uh, tribal hat and stick or whatever for Dave. And I, I forgot he was in the movie. And it's like, oh, interesting. Interesting casting. Do you know what else is interesting casting? What? The Arnold. Oh, <laughs> my favorite cameo. Arnold Schwarzenegger just being himself in a random scene about donuts. Yeah, he's just teaching kids to be Don't eat the donut. Don't eat the donut. And there's lots. There's other cameos, the albeit more predictable ones. Leno is there. Ben Stein. Uh, ben, oh, yeah. Um, Larry King is there. Oliver Stone. Really? You know, he was talking to Larry King, and that was the that was the interview. Was Oliver, that Oliver Stone? Oh uh, yeah, Oliver Stone was like, but if you look at the pictures before the stroke and after the stroke, they're different. Really, that was him. And Larry King was like, "Is are you are you saying this is a conspiracy?" And Oliver Stone was like, "Yes." And Larry King was like, "Oliver, come on, Oliver." 
Oh my gosh, that just blew my mind. Because this is like right after JFK. Right. So like, I'm sure at that point he's kind of like the conspiracy guy in Hollywood. And there's another great scene where uh, Kevin Klein is having himself some ice cream down in the captain's quarters uh, <laughs> of the White House. <laughs> the captain's quarters. <laughs> the kitchen. <laughs> and he's talking with Dwayne. Ving Ryan. Ving, no, Ving Rames. Yeah, which is his uh, his trusty bodyguard in the Secret Service. And there's this really, like, ridiculous line of dialogue where he's like, why would you take a... Pre-? No, he said, would you take re- would you really take a, pre- a bullet for the president? And then Dwayne is like, of course I would. It'd be an honor. I don't know why that's his voice. And then... Uh, of course I would. It would be an honor. Right. <laughs> and then uh, Kevin Klein is like, well, now you got to take one for me. And then there's like a really awkward moment where he continues to munch on what he's eating. It's that, that, a great reaction shot, though, for what it is. Just being, being Rames, like just like looking at him like, oh, God. Oh, gosh darn it. <laughs> what did I get myself into? I didn't oh, think God, that through. I, I need to stop with this voice. People are going to think I'm racist. <laughs> to be fair, you attribute that voice to everybody. I attribute that voice to everybody. Please don't get mad at me, everybody. Um, yeah, and then at the end of the film, which I know we're jumping ahead a little bit, but Dwayne is back. He's the final shot of the film. But before that, Dwayne finally says to Dave, I will take the bullet for you. I would take a bullet for you. But then he comes back because Dave, at the end of the movie, is running for office, like councilman or whatever. Yep, he's running for councilman. He's following what the VP said he did. Let's just run for councilman first, and then he's there. I once was a shoe shot. Okay, let's talk about that. Let's talk about that <laughs> scene okay, for a second. Okay, to, pre- to, to preface this, there's not a lot of backstory for any of the characters. No. It's literally just they're going to sit down and tell you one thing about themselves that they did in the past. Yes. So Ben Kingsley sits down and he's like, I once was a tiny young little cobblestone shoemaker. and <laughs> That's not what he said, but close enough. <laughs> close enough. And I was done working at the shoe shining parlor and I wanted to fix things and make the world a better place. And I told my wife about it and she's like, shucks, you should probably go run for office. And then he was like, so I went down on my lunch break and I told my, the, my the boss, registrar, the registrar, he went down to on his lunch break to the registrar to register. And before he knew it, he was a councilman or on city council or whatever. They had a, a campaign budget of $2,000, including marketing, including. OK, so I'm I don't know what voice I'm doing, but yours is like like tea sipping southern man on a porch. <laughs> And neither of these are... Which describes Ben Kingsley, of course. <laughs> Why not? Uh, uh, he's actually Frank Underwood. Um, but, yeah, and then there's this, like, really cheesy moment where he's like, and I thought I could do some good in the world. And then he became president. And then he became president. Yeah, and then there's a there's a jobs bill in the movie. Of course. Except there's not a bill. It's just a statement to the press. Can we talk about how, like, they, ha- they he announces this, and then they just cut to footage of, like, Crossfire and the McLaughlin group? Yes. I Like, only a few months ago had I, had I ever seen the McLaughlin group for real. Was it really a thing? Oh, yeah. It was, like, a WTTW thing. Oh, PBS. that's great. I love it. Yeah, the uh, the commentary, I, I thought one of the funniest commentaries was, uh, was uh, rate zero out of ten. Will the zombie return? And then the one guy's like, eight, the zombie is gone. And then the girl's like, three, the zombie will return. And then the other guy's like, 8.5, he's still out to lunch. And then the guy's like, it's an eight. It's an eight. I'm like, oh, that's how math is done. Um, Well, to be fair, it was 8.6, so that probably counts for something. 8.6, that's correct. So it's a very... You say you were were looking at the Goofs page on IMDb, I saw. Tell us a goof. I was looking at the Goofs page to see if I could find anything very interesting, but only... Okay, first of all, I have some problems with who, who wrote these goofs. Okay. Mostly because I'm concerned for their livelihood. <laughs> um, <laughs> They're just really big fans of Dave. When Dave removes a hanky from his tote bag for Ellen as, as she starts to cry, it is crumbled up between his index and middle finger. When she reaches for it, it is neatly folded between his thumb and index finger. Those are the things you notice. Um, uh, well, let's see when Dave turns off the water in the shower the faucet handles are in an upright position they change several times in subsequent who is doing this who has seen Dave enough times how many times have you seen Dave <laughs> this is probably my fourth or fifth there you go but I don't I don't catch these things though 
Maybe these are like people. Okay, who... this one I have caught before. Okay, when Dave pretends to have a stroke as the president in the joint session of Congress and is wheeled to the ambulance, it is clearly daytime. Minutes later, as the ambulance arrives at the hospital, it is dusk. Seconds later, as Dave leaves the ambulance and walks away, it is clearly evening and dark. I noticed that too, and they said they tried to explain it because they said the press conference it was like eight forty three p.m. or something like that, and it's like no, it was not. No, it was not. Unless even if it was like <laughs> the middle of July. It would not be that late at 8.43 p.m. I love it. President Mitchell suffers a serious stroke in the fall, judging by the color of the trees. But five months later, the season appears to be the same. Um, So, I will say that that's where Dave fakes a stroke. It, it was actually, it started off really good. Because he was flubbing lines, but it sounded like very genuine emotional lines. What do you mean flubbing lines? Because uh, I wrote it down. There was one point, he, Kevin Klein had said... We got to talk about about this something thing. And then he goes and he says, um, we got to talk about this something thing. I'm trying Direct to find, I wrote, I wrote the, I wrote the line down. Um, he's like, and then he, after that, after that, he's like, he's, I got to care about more about, and then he, he restarts and says the line. Right. As one might do if they're having a stroke. I right. think. But it sounded like it was he just flubbed it and then they they kept it because he's doing really good in the scene. Then it's like, oh, oh, I see what you're going at. Yeah. He's actually starting to slip into it. Right. I actually think that ending speech is a perfect finale to an idealistic movie. Oh, for sure. Where he he straight up apologizes to Ben Kingsley, goes and shakes his hand. Everyone everyone clapped. Everybody clapped. He like threw he threw Jackwagon you know, chief of staff underneath the bus with him. Yeah, Ben Stein, everyone else left that party that he was watching with everyone at his house or something. Right. Oh, uh, fun fact. President Mitchell died for real in this movie at 4.20 p.m. X-Files theme. Wee, wee, wee. Wait, no, that's not the X-Files theme. <laughs> I'm going to, like, cue in the actual theme for, like, two seconds <laughs> over that, and hopefully we don't get hit with copyright. Uh, <laughs> yeah, this is a film that exists, and it's lovely. It really is. What else do you want to talk about about Dave? I'm looking at the box, because I always like looking at the box for these movies. It did very, very well. It grossed $63 million. There's a one quote on this box. It's from Susan Woslenzia. I'm sorry if I mispronounced that. From USA Today. Hilarious fun. Dave wins a landslide of laughter. Cool. <laughs> President Bill Clinton was a big fan of this movie. Of course he of was. Of course he was. Oh, I love if it. only Dave played the sax. This is one of two movies in which Kevin Klein plays both the President of the United States and the man impersonating the President. What's the other movie? The next was Wild Wild West, in which he portrayed oh, President Ulysses S. Grant and the imposter. God. That needs to be on our list. We did watch Field of Lost Shoes. We so need to watch it. There you it. go. Uh, <laughs> we can do that, too. Uh, Kevin Klein got the part after Warren Beatty uh, and Kevin Costner both turned it down. <laughs> For the better, I would say. Oh, yeah. he's He makes this movie. I think uh, there's no way Dave is as good as it is without Kevin Klein, right? And Sigourney Weaver. And Sigourney Weaver, too, but he's the heart of the film. Sure. Uh, he is He is so ridiculously charismatic and stupid in this movie. I'm always fascinated when they do the trick photography sequences where it's like the, the actor in two places at once. Yeah, that was pretty good. Because you always got to be very careful about those. And it's like, it was a very short, brief thing, but they did pretty well. Right. They did do very, very well. And the president was an asshole. So... Yeah. I'm going to like cue in the CSI yeah thing after that. I will say that the one thing I did not really like about this movie, I don't think the music really fit. It's like really... Um, it was like really generic like movie score. Yes, it is. Like the beginning, so it's like a traditional comedy score. It's like the... It's just terrible podcasting. And then the ending like climaxes and that crescendo of generic movie theme. As as Dave walks away from the hospital in a EMT outfit, and the first lady watches him go, right, and then you know, and then at the end of the film, she when Dave is running for office in the same office, the that, temp office, yeah, the first lady just shows up, just undercover, and j- that just means she's wearing a jacket, right, wearing a hat and as a well. jacket. He's like, I I hear this is where you give people jobs, yeah, and isn't anyone going to be concerned when she when she starts? Hey, 
like dating this dude that looks exactly like her dead husband, the president. She just traded in for the same guy. Uh, okay. I have some. Qu- okay. <laughs> I have some questions about the security in this film. Only Dwayne cares. Only Dwayne cares about the president. <laughs> because apparently the president can just like trudge his way through the sewers for two miles with Sigourney Weaver to get out and pick up a car because Dwayne left him there. So maybe Dwayne actually doesn't care because Dwayne left him a car to drive around. The- I mean, if, we, if they go undercover like that, I guess you can't really expect the president to get into much trouble like that unless he does something stupid, which Dave might. Right, but he's bringing the actual first lady. Again, they're undercover though. But it's in a plane car. It's in a plane car. Who's gonna Who's gonna prepare for that? I don't know. What if they're singing in the middle of the street and someone's like, "Oh my god, that's the first lady," and then they get shot? I guess, but I don't know. It's a lot of things have to be in preparation for that. <laughs> I digress. I still think Dwayne kind of dropped the ball. But you were saying, yeah, there's very poor, very poor, like looking after of the people. you know, Dave. And Sigourney Weaver. I feel like I'm using we're using the real names and their fake names interchangeably <laughs> at this point. Dave and Ellen. Dave and Ellen should have had probably like a security detail of some sort. Like why didn't Dwayne drive them? Dwayne could have been their third wheel. And he would have not known to make that left turn. Or he would have known not to make the left turn. Yeah, Dwayne knows better. <laughs> Dwayne is a master of the road, Dom. He's a master of the road. Remember that scene in Pulp Fiction? Yes. Where Fing Rames is just walking across the street and he sees with John Travolta or Bruce No, he sees Bruce Willis. Right. And that starts that whole infamous sequence. Right. So <laughs> Dave. Dave. I What a what a weird movie <laughs> to happen between Junior and Kindergarten Cop for Ivan Reitman. Right. There's something just so infectious about this movie, and that's what I love about it. I do I do admire the fact that when Ellen finds out that Dave is not her husband, she's like, okay. Or like when Bob's chief of staff, when Franklin Gala guy gets kicked out of, or fired, his lackey is just like, okay. And keep in mind, she's like, I'm leaving. And then packs a bag and then just never leaves and just because, shows up the because, next scene. Because he offers to leave too. And he's like, I'm, I've got nowhere to go. Where are you going? I have nowhere to go. I'm just being president of the United States right now. And I guess that's like a thing where she's like, oh, you're, you're really serious and you're you're going to give this all up for me or something? Sure. Yeah. And then he then he the wins her. Motivation is not made clear. And then he wins her over more by taking her out to ice cream. Right. He does take her out to ice cream. Through the sewers. Through the sewers. And Do they, they go and get ice cream, though? She just says the president wanted ice cream. They, actually, they, they, they got, got a sandwich. Got he a made sandwich. her a sandwich. That's true. That's true. Yeah, he made her a sandwich in the park, and then they... they he also made Dwayne a sandwich, don't forget. Oh, you're right, but Dwayne didn't eat it. I see. That was interesting to me, because in that moment, Dwayne was like a royal vassal, and I expected him to taste the sandwich or poison. <laughs> uh, so really, this movie is just like really idealistic monologues, followed by... like. Kevin Klein making sandwiches. Um, <laughs> and Sigourney Weaver being great. And Sigourney Weaver being really salty. And Ving Rhames also being great. Right. And I, then and then the end is like as cheesy as you would want it to be. So, sequel ideas. Because we both want a sequel to this. I want Dave 2 23 years later. I want Oliver Stone to direct a sequel. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> Just to bring that full circle. <laughs> where Dave is either president or he has to do it again for some reason. And then Dave gets assassinated, and they had to explain to the public that they use body doubles. Because that would be really interesting. Okay, so, so now does the public know about the previous body doubling? I doubt it. I mean, do we know if there's any body doubles of our presidents? We don't know. No, we don't. But like, exactly. but do they know that Dave was previously a body double? No, not, not, not before he's killed. But after he's killed, they know. Well, they have to, because they're like, actually, the real president or the other president, his actual, actual president's fine. Oh, wait, so Dave is still alive. Just his body double's killed. Something like that, sure. Okay, so let me get this straight. So, okay, okay, <laughs> imagine it like this. There's Bill Mitchell, our original Kevin Klein. Okay. Then there's Dave. Yes. And then Dave becomes president. And yes. then they hire another body double, who's also Kevin Klein. He's also <laughs> Kevin Klein. <laughs> 23 years later, he's and finally then, worked his way through the, <laughs> through the bureaucracy. <laughs> and then that third Kevin Klein role gets assassinated being a body double. And then... After that happens, both scandals of body doubling like <laughs> drop on the public. So not only is Dave the actual president now, but he was a body double. 
Okay. Who also hired a body double. Okay. <laughs> and then Ben Kingsley becomes president. Again. <laughs> Again. And it, it's like, I mean, it's already suspicious enough because it's like, doesn't 40 or 50, President 50 look like President 44? A little bit. It also kind of sounds like him. Interesting. Put on my tip but then, hat. But then nobody, like, really talks about it in the movie because it's like oh yeah of course he's just, he's just the next president right right so he works his way up for 23 years through the bureaucracy becomes as wins his race for councilman becomes a a, a state legislature uh be, enters his governorship or maybe senate yeah. first senate governor sure. senate governor president yep who is he the president i mean who's he the governor of uh, it's unclear where he's from. He's from DC. To make a mayor, mayor of DC. He's mayor of DC. Okay, and then he makes that jump somehow. I feel like you have to be really. I feel like him as an idealistic mayor of like the crap hole that is Washington DC mm-hmm. would just be the saddest movie. <laughs> <laughs> so we skip over that. <laughs> it would be so sad. It would just be. It would just be Dave, just like, just like trying to fix the like corrupt inner city, like maniacal politics and social social structure that is washington dc being immediately shut down by everything in the federal government because they have complete control over what he does because he's technically not a state and you he want- just like goes to sleep every night crying and like downing <laughs> bottles of nyquil you know what, something really interesting what technically this movie takes place in the future of 19 of from 1993 because yeah because he's a 44th president right and this movie was being made when 41 was becoming 42 wow so I don't know why that's significant. I just said, like, because wow. <laughs> H.W. Bush was on his way out. Bill Clinton was coming in. So if you think about it, Bill Clinton was coming in. If Bill Clinton had one term, then okay. yeah, that election would be 96. And then okay. we have 43. And then 44 would have to happen in 2000. Correct. So this is a post 2000s non 9-11 movie. <laughs> oh, my God. What about Dave <laughs> having to deal with 9-11? 9-11 wouldn't happen. Why wouldn't 9-11 happen? Because theoretically, we're already in the Dave's or the President Mitchell's term in this movie, so probably at least two thousand one, two thousand two, when this is oh, going I on. Oh, I see what you're saying. It doesn't actually take place in nineteen ninety three because he's the forty fourth president, right? Okay. So we have to have at least two elections, if, assuming they're both one term presidents. Okay, so like Dave deals with Katrina, like, <laughs> or yeah, he could do that. And he can also deal with a nine eleven like situation. That's are these going to be like the Ernest movies? <laughs> instead of like Ernest goes to camp, they just start like, twenty five years later for some reason. It's like Dave. <laughs> so instead of like Ernest goes the goes to camp, it's Dave neglects Katrina. <laughs> like, <laughs> Dave deals with Katrina. Uh, Dave funds the aids vaccine oh my god uh okay i want i want the dave i want dave to become a franchise now i do too that essentially just earnest movies and then the last movie is dave getting his body double getting assassinated and everyone finds out about everything right and they go from being comedies to like really morbid <laughs> drama be, like see, a three-hour oliver stone flick see people talk about long-form narratives and movies and they always go to like the avengers and iron man and the dc and marvel movies whatever <laughs> long-form need, narrative of dave we need a long-form narrative of dave <laughs> <laughs> all filmed 23 years later like in quick succession of one another <laughs> and they all take place like two months apart or something <laughs> or no they take place concurrently it's like a mini series oh my god but they're released theatrically like once a year. Yes. So basically like it tanks every year at the winter box office because it just gets destroyed by Star Wars. No, I just put it on Amazon. They don't care. Just put it on Amazon Studios. They lose money on all the films they make, so why not? And they they have billions in profit, I'm sure, so it doesn't matter. What was the last Ernest movie? I don't know. Ernest Scared Stiff or something. Ernest Scared Stiff? Oh, I remember Ernest Scared Stiff scared me stiff. That's not <laughs> real sexual. I don't know how I feel about that. Weren't you like five when you saw that? Yeah, I'd take that back. Um, it scared me. Silly. Um, okay, Ernest movie because I want it to be exactly like Ernest movies. Ernest P. Worrell. Worrell. Did this man ever have a career? <laughs> Clearly, he did. Outside of Ernest, he had specials. So Ernest goes to camp was the first one in 1987. And then the last one in 1998, so this went on for 11 years, was sure Ernest and the it. Army. Ooh. Oh, I want, like, Ernest gets drafted. Does he die in the Kosovo Civil War? Oh, my gosh. Does he get killed? Is that why he, uh, is that why it was the last movie? 
No, it's not. Oh, it's about war dictators and child and child soldiers. That's too dark for Ernest. No, it's not. No, it's not. America's hero is finally back in camp. Oh God. Oh, so God. I mean, you could you could say the last the last um, Dave movie before the finale is Dave going to Iran or something. Dave goes to Iran. <laughs> no, 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 no. Dave goes to Syria because they talk about Syria in this first movie. So it'd be they really do. great, like bringing that back five movies later to deal with um, like Assad and everything going on right now. Right. And then the last movie is the Oliver Stone epic. So um, wait, that means the other ones can't be directed by Oliver Stone. No, but they can be directed by like random people. They need to be directed by like a really B movie director. Let's think of a good director. Um, let's see. Who have we watched movies by? This is riffing into such weird territory, <laughs> but I'm okay with this. We could give like who is whoever is the guy that directed Ace Ventura is who I want to direct. This. Tom Shadiak. Wow, you actually knew that off the top of your because that's the guy who did Patch Adams. Perfect. That's definitely one of that's like that's like one of the like this first sequels that are still really light and happy. Okay. And then we keep getting darker and darker. Okay, so Ridley Scott is somewhere in there. That's like one of the last ones. You give it to like Mark Forster, who did like Quantum of Solace and like the Kite Runner. You think Quantum of Solace? Yeah. Ah. Uh. He did like you know uh, Machine Gun Preacher and stuff. Okay. And then we give it to like I don't know. Um, Who's the guy that made uh, the really bad movies that also was it? Oh, I don't know his name. The director of IT? I don't know his name. Oh no, oh, 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 John Moore. Yeah. Oh, my 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 beef with John Moore. That's the one where it goes into action movie territory. I would see John Moore's Dave sequel. <laughs> it would be better than his Die Hard sequel. So this is entering like weird like Ernest Goes to Camp slash James Bond territory but they all they all play the kevin klein though that's the the corollary but eventually eventually is the dave role handed off no is it a generational thing no it has to end with the oliver stone epic so he so he's gonna be an asshat like 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 a harrison ford and the the world is going to want more dave no because they're gonna be filmed in like they're gonna be filmed in like three years Concurrently, they're like Avatar. James Cameron makes one too. He produces them all. He produces all of them. <laughs> they're concurrently filmed on the same set as Avatar. <laughs> <laughs> they just they just transplant that White House set, which has been, which has been used in everything pretty much since Dave. Right. Uh, I want this to happen. Oh, we need we need one of the last um, Dave movies to be directed by Clint Eastwood. How many of these are there? Like five. Like it, we've named more than five directors. No, I think like three or four. Okay, so there's five Dave direct-to-Amazon sequels. And then the Oliver Stone. And then the Oliver Stone theatrical epic. Three hours. Three hours. Extended cut and final cut. The extended cut is four and 45 minutes. Four and 45 minutes. This is great. We should. I'm glad we record this because then we don't have to write it down. You can just pitch this right now. Do you, do you think like anyone is still listening at this point? <laughs> I'm sure they are. Ivan Reitman, please give us money for this. Yeah, we would make this. Or who's the? Um, let me see. Is Gary Ross in charge of this? What has Kevin Klein done recently? And then we're gonna like slowly go off this riff. <laughs> Kevin Klein did that. Didn't he do that Hachi movie about the dog who waits at the station for his master? There, I hope not, because that sounds awful. No, it's a, it's a, it's like a famous Japanese legend about this. This this like this worker had a dog, and the dog would wait at the train station for him every day, and then the guy died, and the dog would still wait there forever. Oh, he was in Beauty and the Beast. <sighs> what? He was in Beauty and the Beast this That's year. What though? As Maurice. Uh, Who's Maurice? I don't know. Is the village inventor and Belle's father? Mm. So he's the guy that like gives her to the Beast. What was before that? Dean, Ricky and the Flash, My Old Lady, The oh, Last of Robin Hood. Ricky and the Flash, Rip, John Demi. And his most recent role is Bob's Burgers, where he has had a recurring role since 2011. I love it. I love it. I think it's time for him to get back into the seat, in the saddle. In well, the they're, seat saddle. They're, re- they're rebooting and making sequels to everything right now. Yeah. Like, Kindergarten Cop got a sequel that was direct to DVD. Yeah, Dave needs a sequel. Or five. Six, technically. There's six sequels? There's the five Amazon ones, and then the last like big one. <laughs> okay, so the five are on Amazon, not four on Amazon. Right. 
<laughs> oh my god and these were all released like six months from one another yes but wouldn't it also be better if this was over the course of like a decade no i don't know if kevin klein can make it through that <laughs> no i mean you film them all concurrently oh, but, you, for there, but you hold on to them for like a decade That'd be interesting. Because remember when we were growing up, and we were we we will be the last generation of this, I would argue, mm-hmm. that the stuff that we loved, Harry Potter, Lord of the Rings, mm-hmm. did not come out every year. It didn't. That's true. They came out once every two, three, four years. That's even. true. And nowadays, the production process is so quick that all of the major big budget things, if well, they're going to have sequels, are well, typically within a year of one another. Lord of the Rings did come out every year, and that was the that was the model. Lord of the Rings. Yeah, and then no, the Hobbit. Return of the King came out in two thousand four. No, and Fellowship came out in ninety nine. No, no, two thousand one, two, and three. Really? Yeah, but but wow. the corollary is that Peter Jackson was shooting special edition Return of the King stuff into two thousand four. Really? Yeah, he was still shooting things when he got his Oscar for Best Picture. Oh my gosh, you're blowing my mind, Dom. Okay, then. My point, though, is that like some of these... You're right, 2001. Wow. That was the model for all the yearly sequels. But I get your point, is that we were the last ones to really experience waiting like that. Yeah, because there were times when you would wait. Like Star Wars you had to wait for, mm-hmm. for the prequels. But I, I do want to argue, though, that I think it'd be interesting if Dave like played up that. And like you just got a Dave movie every six months. <laughs> okay. Like Let's see how quickly <laughs> people tire of Dave. <laughs> And then you wait like a year and a half and then release the Oliver Stone epic. Okay. <laughs> wait, a year and a half. Oh, wait, no, no. So, so six, six months at a time. So there's Roughly, five of between them six, six months and, at Between a time. six and nine. So it takes about three and a half years yeah. to get through all of that. And then there's a year and a half wait. And then Oliver Stone comes out with the epic finale that was filmed during the same time as the other four. Well, then, then, well they, 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 did, they did the five. And then like they went to the, they did the Oliver Stone's <laughs> movie right after that as like a concentrated thing. Okay. But yeah, it's like a, it's experimenting with like long form miniseries, you know. <laughs> It'd be very interesting and very it's also a theatrical film at the beginning and end. No, but they're also theatrically released. It's just like you know there is like six or five or six sequels. But I want the five on Amazon to right. only be put on on Amazon. But they usually do theater releases. I don't want a theater release for this. I want it to be exclusive to Amazon. Okay, okay, we we can make that work. That'd be Manchester more... by the Sea. I want it to come get in like six theaters. That way, it's eligible eligible for Oscars. Right. That's kind of what I think. That's kind of what they try to do. Yeah, and then have like a massive, you know, nationwide release for the Oliver Stone. <laughs> that's exactly what needs to happen. <laughs> See, it's 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 risk taking. It's edgy. It's a really interesting way to explore rebooting or doing sequels like Jumanji or whatever. <laughs> I love it. It's so stupid. <laughs> Oh my gosh! But it sounds like every single one of them is a different genre. <laughs> Ivan Reitman, ghost producer, or like, is it there for all of them as well? Because he's not doing anything recently. Right, but like, what, like two of these are like riffy Ernest goes to camp comedies. Like at least one of them is 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 a uh, is an action movie, right. <laughs> Directed by the guy who directed It and a Good Day to Die Hard and Rip. Good Day to Die Hard and Max Payne and Max R.I.P. <laughs> And then there's another one that's just inexplicably directed by Ridley Scott. So it's like, well, that's that's the last one. That's when it ramps back up into Oliver Stone territory. But what is the Ridley Scott one like? That's where he goes to the Middle East. Oh, okay. Or he deals with AIDS. One of the two. One of the two. Okay. <laughs> well, he's already been to the Middle East. But, Ridley Scott. So we can probably do. But wait, wait, wait. Is it Ridley Scott? Is it Thelma and Louise Ridley Scott, or is it Gladiator Ridley? It's Scott? It's like Gladiator and like the Kingdom Ridley Scott. But isn't that too close to the Oliver Stone epic then? Well, yeah, that's why we're ramping up back into Oliver Stone then. Okay, that's so it's like, like bad Ridley Scott then. I mean, at that same point, it's it like, like Prometheus Ridley Scott. I mean, you could argue at that same point we had Alexander Oliver Stone. Yeah, his epic Alexander. This is such a stupid conversation. No, it's really um, interesting. You got to believe in it. <laughs> uh, please email us what Dave sequels you would like to see, and in what order you would like to see them. And Keep in mind, we got we got to film five of these. To film five of them. But Oliver Stone has the last one on lock. Yeah, that's locked. But everything else is open. Ivan Reitman already did the first one, so you can't claim him again. It's like it's well, like, aren't there seven films in total? Because there's Dave, and then there's six sequels. Yes. So there's five that are open. Yes. Okay, I want our listeners to write in statecraftpodcast at gmail.com. Oh, is that, are we on statecraft now and not our own? Okay. <laughs> no, I just do a lot of podcasts. Silver screens and politics <laughs> at gmail.com. This is happening to me twice this week. 
write in. Let us know. And keep in mind, Kevin Klein has to star in it. Yes. But who is directing it? And give us a basic plot synopsis. Yes. And remember, keep Ernest in mind. Keep Ernest in mind, but also keep an action movie in mind, but also keep Ridley Scott in mind, but also keep in mind this is culminating into a three-hour Oliver Stone epic that's going to get panned by critics. And just ghost produced all by Ivan Reitman. (laughs) And just remember, it's about the importance of being Ernest. Funded entirely by Amazon Studios. Except for the last one. Except for the last one. That is... Okay. Okay, great. Email us. I and seriously people, email us. We want to actually build this All list. seven of you. We will put it on our we will put it on our website. And we'll read some of them on a future episode. Yes, actually we will. So give us an synopsis of what you want Dave and his goofy adventures to be in the future. We should read them when we do when we do um two from now. I'm not going to spoil what it is. But okay. We have an Oliver Stone coming up soon. Okay, we'll do that. Now I unbelievably we have riffed longer on Dave than we have on any other movie. <laughs> Good, which is funny because it has the least amount of substance of any movie we've watched, <laughs> and that really says something. <laughs> we had a good, we had a good topic there. So, uh, <laughs> what are we watching next week, and why? Next week we are watching Truman, which is an HBO movie about Harry Truman, played by Gary Sinise, and it's based on a, a on a biography by really great writer David McCullough. His books are amazing. I, I highly recommend all of them. Um, and we're watching this one because it's about Truman. And this whole first series of episodes is about exploring the different presidents. And, and, kind of the, and kind of the weirdness of the movies that they're in or movies about presidency. And Dave. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, silver screens in politics and Dave. <laughs> so yeah, Truman, uh, I think it's 95. It's up next time. Right on. Well, Dominic, where can people find you online? What are you up to? I'm on Twitter at D-A-C-I-C-H-O-C-K-I. That's and just too confusing. But I know. <laughs> I, it's better than saying at D-A Chikoki because no one knows how to spell Chikoki. Right. You should just put. You should just make it like at Dom the Bomb? Dom the Bomb. I mean, that's better than Rivers Rubin. Oh, shots fired. <laughs> at Dom... Dom the Dom? No. 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 Just keep it. At, just keep it. What? What's Om? Um? Dom the Om? Um? Dom the Om um Nom? <laughs> You're like a little Pac-Man dude. <laughs> this is getting weird. Okay. Dom the Omnivore. That would actually probably be easier to spell. Uh, <laughs> well, great. Follow Dom the Nom Om Bomb. Or at D-A-C-I-C-H-O-C-K. Or the actual place. Yeah. We're going to link it in the, we're gonna in link the text. It. <laughs> This was such a bizarre episode. And what's your Twitter and all that stuff? At Rivers Rubin. You can find me online at brettdavidstewart.com. Thanks so much, everybody. And we will catch you next time with Truman. Say true, man. No. Bye, everyone. <laughs>